morning. Welcome back to Juice of the Morning and Polly Sleepers Fantasy Football Program. It is Wednesday. It is Halloween, and it is Week Nine. Let's get into the news and notes right away. I'm ready to do it. Let's, Let's go. do it, man. Let's go. I know John's with us. He's in a bear costume. I love it. John came straight from Halloween. <laughs> yep. Uh, guys, we got a good. great show. We got spooky tonight. At Dominate FF uh, interview that uh, Justin and I uh, taped yesterday that we're going to be having. It was a great interview. He uh, works and writes for the Fantasy Footballers. So excited, and uh, we got through hump week of fantasy football. I didn't, and uh, no, I don't, I don't know about you guys. And there's tons of trades to talk about, so uh, yeah, let's rock it out. All right, so I mean, to start it off with, I think that the uh, the biggest news is just all the uh, trades that have been happening. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, dominate, uh, dominate, Nate told us about it and he told us his thoughts i want to hear kind of some of your thoughts uh i don't know i'm trying to i'm starting to forget what we talked about so i want to make sure that we're not going to like retread ground and then put in the uh i made sure in that i mean there's a little bit of overlap because there's a couple things that i think that we missed but uh let's get that drop man all right let's go i have too many things pulled up i apologize I've got some good news. I got some bad news. All right. Let's get into it, buddy. So, uh, big trades. Uh, of course, the Carlos Hyde and Amari Cooper trade happened last week. This week, we got uh, Golden Tate to the Eagles. Um, kind of just came out the day before trade deadline that he was on the block, and a couple uh, Twitter folks broke the news. And, uh, Golden Tate added them and was like, wait, what? Right. <laughs> so it was news to him. Um, but uh, the Eagles obviously don't give a shit about running the ball. They just want to move the ball. Isn't and, it a uh, wild world that we live in that the player that is actually on the in the organization doesn't know about the move that's happening? Yeah. He's learning from it from Twitter. He's learning from, from these guys yeah. that are breaking news. Adam Schefter is like basically telling people, hey, you're going to be moving to another state here right. a little bit. Right. So. I mean, he knew he was in the rumor mill, uh, but uh, I, I think he learned probably on Twitter. But I think he's a good fit for the team. I mean, um, one way to look at it is uh, they'll be able to move the ball more, so there's just going to be more happy things going all around for him and Alshon Jeffrey and, and Ertz. The other way to look at it is there's only so many targets to go around, so this may hurt Alshon Jeffrey and, and Zach Ertz. And Alshon had a little bit of an off week last week. I mean, John's hot take several weeks ago was um, sell high on him. I, I I didn't like that take, and Alshon had a great week the next week. But he was down this last week, and now he's going to maybe share targets with uh, Golden Tate. So um, that, you know, was probably a good take. You John, know, looking do you, back do you on think, that. are you still standing by that? Yeah. Are you still standing by the drop Alshon? Or not drop Alshon, but try so, to get something out of him? Yeah, I think you can sell him high still. I mean, if you sold him high last week, you probably – are right in the perfect position yeah. because uh, he didn't do much this past week, and you know he's got Golden Tate. I'm coming in now, more so. on the take now, definitely with right. Golden Tate in town. Golden Tate leads the league in yards after uh, yards after the catch since 2016. So in the last 40 games, he leads the league. He's always fun to catch. watch when he catches the ball and yeah. he's like making people miss. I like it. Um, so, um, but I also look at you know what what is the um, outlook for the team that you know that they left this is a big bump for Mar- marvin jones jr and kenny galladay 
and um, possibly Theo Riddick a little bit. What I would like to see happen is them put Theo Riddick in the slot to replace Golden Sla- Golden Tate and feature on Johnson in the running game more. Um, That's, I got something to bring up later. About I was that. tweeting it last you know last week when on was playing. I was you know he's a he's a feature back. He really can be. So um, that's what's going on there. Um, I think that if you're a Golden Tate owner, um, you're you're going to be happy. Uh, maybe not right away while he you know kind of fits into this offense. But one thing that um, the uh, Liverpool guy brought up was now he's got two bye weeks. Right. He just had a bye, and now he'll have a bye the week after next. So that kind of screws the pooch for Golden Tate owners. You got two buys. That's also what just happened with Amari Cooper. Actually, Amari Cooper just had back to back bye. He weeks. did have back to back bye weeks. That is absolutely true. Um, Demarius Thomas got traded to Houston, and they play the Broncos this week. So his first game out of the Broncos. <laughs> is it going to be a revenge game? Like, is he going to go off or no? I, I would just think. I mean, those guys covering him have been covering him in practice, right. you know, for a long time. So I would say probably not. And he has been fading. He's been having three, four catch games. Um, I don't know how the Houston Texans are going to use him, but I would think well, they're going to have to use him as a decoy this first game. Yeah, basically. Yeah, no, that's a good point. But I think that they kind of need to turn him into a possession guy like how, you know, kind of like Brandon Marshall was used later on in his career because he's not the downfield threat anymore. I mean, that that would be my concern is that he just doesn't really fit because they love to push the ball downfield so much and he's getting old. He's on the wrong side of 30. So, I mean, Demarius Thomas owners have already been displeased and hopefully you know put him on their bench it's also I, strange because deandre hopkins like i my first thought is like is does texas need like a big guy in the end zone but they already i mean deandre that's true they do have deandre hopkins but they are also all their did like, i say second deandre and, johnson no you no you said hopkins. Hopkins. all right yeah. i was a little um, tired there their second and third string guys are all banged up right now they're yeah. all nursing hamstrings and like you know will fuller's out for the season with that acl so right. they, they just need a body really to put in there they needed um, to make a move, and with Fuller out for the season, and I think this might mean that QT's got a worse injury than we think. I wouldn't, I yeah. wouldn't expect to see him on the field this week. Yeah, and um, um, the other thing is, um, I think Demarius Thomas can be more productive here in Houston because he's going to have a better quarterback. Right, he's going to have, um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins stretching the field on the other side, so he's going to be able to find you know pockets. I yeah. think I think he can be productive down. Maybe the, a little resurgence. Stretch, That's a good point. He won't get top coverage. Um, right. And then, you know, looking at the team that he left, big bump for Emmanuel Sanders and mm-hmm. uh, the up-and-coming Cortland Sutton, the rookie, yep. has been a huge pickup this week, and he's one of my pickups of the week. Uh, you know, him, yep. um, spoiler alert. Um, and so, he's probably available. Like, I mean, at least yeah. in, in my experience, like I'm in three leagues, and he was available to pick up off the waiver in all three. He is. He is. Oh, so you did? I picked him up in nice. two. Nice. And we talked about him when Bronco Becco was on here. She really liked him, and he's been getting more I haven't and more. seen him play, so like I, yeah. I, I get frustrated when I haven't. Like if I'm trying to pick somebody up off the waiver that I haven't like at one point like been watching Red Zone and seen somebody like catch a ball and be like be athletic, like I get worried about like picking him up because I'm like, I haven't actually seen this person. You don't YouTube watch from his SMU highlights? Yeah. He's really good. Stud there. He's mm-hmm. really good, and he's been getting red zone looks, and he's been getting lots of time on the field. So, uh, Cortland Sutton and uh, Emmanuel Sanders get a big bump there. Um, to a lesser, really, you know, tradable, you know, thing that to talk about is uh, Ty Montgomery going to the Ravens. I mean, he, he, you know, took that ball out of the end zone and, and worked his way right off that roster. But um, who's the little scat back that they had uh, a couple years ago that got hurt, came back, got hurt? Um, For, are you talking about the Ravens? Yeah. 
You're not talking about Buck Allen? No, way. Oh, he came on and he was really old. Little white kid. Oh, uh, Danny, not Danny Woodhead. Danny Woodhead. Yeah. I'm just envisioning them maybe trying to use Ty Montgomery like a a Danny Woodhead role. So Probably be better. He might become viable. I mean, you know, I'm not saying go and pick him up, but, you know, it's definitely on my watch because he was getting six to eight touches a game. I think he might get a little bit more with the Ravens. But, again, looking at the team that he left, Aaron Jones owners are rejoicing right now because – Maybe, Free Aaron Jones. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Maybe four or five of those six or eight touches go to him, and he, they really need to but when you see him, that guy. When you see him play, it's almost like the freaking Packers hate him because yeah. he's he's always like, I feel like he's always getting positive yardage. Like, give him the ball. I think they're just trying to extend these guys' careers. It's the same thing going on with Kenyon Drake. He's obviously way more explosive than Frank Gore, but you have Frank Gore to use, so why not just extend your career of your franchise running back? So I think that's kind of what's going on with Aaron Jones, or they're just absolutely morons, and no one's... Well, I mean, it's like what they did with, uh, was it Lamar Miller when he was in Miami? Yes. Where they just never gave him the ball, but he was like five-plus yards a carry or something like that. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Um, So that's all the trade talk. Um, A.J. Green is in a walking boot. There's hardly any news on this, because since he's really tight to the vest on uh, injuries... Um, I actually had to dig to find this. They have a bye week this week, but it's something to definitely monitor. And uh, Tyler Boyd, if it's possible for him to get a boost because he's just balling out, yeah. he would get a boost if A.J. Green would miss any time. Um, Cooper Cup is likely to return this week. My, I need him to. My ride or die. Let's go, buddy. Um, I had you pick him up last year, and I think you rode him to a championship. He was my ride or die in August. I just told everybody, hey, if this guy doesn't exceed expectations, I don't know what I'm doing. And he definitely, I mean, he got into the top 10 wide receivers. Um, New Orleans slot corner coverage is horrible. It's been exploited all year. Um, Calvin Ridley chewed them up. Um uh, Sterling Shepard shooed them up. So if Cooper Cup is back and healthy, I think um, he could just definitely go right back into your lineups. Um, s- tomorrow night, you guys play uh, the Niners. The Niners, yeah. And the CJ, Niners. CJ Beathard is and the Raiders. highly questionable to doubtful, and they might play some dude I've never heard of. I don't even yeah. know who that kid is. Um, something with a K, Keller or something. They're saying that he might play through it, but he's got a couple different injuries. Um Look for, uh, I think, the Raiders to bounce back this week because the, the Niners are bad. Yeah, the Niners are bad. But, um, I mean, we can't even get close to a quarterback. So, I mean, C.J. Beathard might be fine. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> five whole pressures He's out there week. on like, crutches, and he's trying to throw the ball. And it's like, yeah, he's still got time. Yeah, yeah you guys good. don't pressure the quarterback at all. No, we have 56 total pressures right. in, this, in the league. It's just last in the league. And the second-to-last team has 101. So... <laughs> I mean, if only you had one guy that was uh, good at pressuring the quarterback. Some amazing guy that's just better. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, and you're probably the wrong person to ask, but I needed a quarterback this week because I lost uh, Winston and I wasn't able to get up fit, pick up fits. I picked up Dak and uh, I picked up uh, Carr. Mm -hmm. And I try to fade Thursday players when possible, but I think Carr's got a really good matchup. And like San Francisco's allowed like 10 touchdowns in the last four games to quarterbacks. 
Um, they the cars coming off a hot game too. So we need a we need a what's his name? now I can't even think of his name the wide receiver that I just traded for uh, Galladay or well, oh uh, Jordy Nelson. We need Jordy Nelson to have like a two touchdown yeah. game so I can yeah. be like suck it Wilson right yeah. <laughs> suck it right I mean, right it might be a Jordy Nelson game. Let's I mean, go. Last game they. They went to uh, will it will it will it into existence, John? For me, please. Last game it was Brandon LaFell. It seems like he just keys on somebody, and then that's their big game. And it's I mean Seth Roberts had a touchdown too, and so Jared Cook. Yeah, I mean he had three touchdowns, and he ran one in. So Derek Carr is like, and he threw to Brandon LaFell a lot. Mm -hmm. Jared (laughs) Cook actually looked good too because I watched a big portion of that game. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they played the Colts and lost. Um, And uh, Uh, no, it was. it was exciting and it was cool to see like Jared Cook. Like I saw him take some big shots, and in the back in the day, I felt like he would be out after those. I mean, he looked a little like, like shaken up, yeah, a little shaken bit, up. Right? But he came back in after yeah. a couple plays. It so, was just good, uh, good the, to see the Bears and uh, Khalil Mack play. Um, probably Nate Peterman this week. Derek Anderson's out with a concussion. Um, <clears> they <throat> signed Terrell Pryor this week, and they ran a lot of Wildcat last week. So they might get really funky this week and try and keep the ball out of Nate Peterman's hands and, and run the Wildcat. <laughs> they did last week. They tried to last week. Um, they tried oh, to keep it night. out of. They tried to keep it out of Jarek Anderson's hands last week. But the first time a team has ever used a quarterback as a decoy. Yeah, it's going to be there to be in place. Lashawn McCoy and the Wildcat, and maybe Terrell Pryor playing a little quarterback. I mean, they actually asked the coach, like, "Is Terrell Pryor going to see some snaps at quarterback this week?" And he was like, hmm. "Maybe." He was like. Eh. <laughs> Yeah, perhaps I, I would. Khalil I would like Mack that. Maybe out again this week, though. Khalil Mack was out last really? week against the Jets. I know he was out last week, but I thought he was coming back. He. Uh, I mean, it's still. It's not. He's got a questionable designation. Right. So okay. You know they don't have the. Uh, I think Bears problem. owners, Bears defense owners, are going to be really happy this week against Nate Pickerman. They yeah. also um, worked out Matt Barkley this week, uh, former USC guy. Uh, shout out to Jackson there. He's a USC guy. Back up to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I've always liked Matt Barkley, and he's never really gotten an opportunity. I mean, when I scouted him several years ago, my scout on his was he threw guys open, and I love that quarterbacks can do that. So I could see, I mean, just the, with the carousel that's going on there, I could see Matt Barkley starting next week, not this week, but this week they could get funky. We might see some Terrell Pryor quarterback this week. Hot take. I would love that. Um, Raiders fans uh, are not going to be happy about these following stats. The Colts running game, the first back-to-back 200-yard uh, rushing games for the Colts since 1995. Yeah. 1995. Some of our so, listeners were, you know, in diapers. I when, was like uh, barely paying attention to Colts football at that time. Right, right. You were I just was five. Right, right. <laughs> That's how old I am. You were five. I was. I was, five. I was a junior in college. I was eight years old. But that's good the... lord, I am old. Marlon Mack, first running back to get back-to-back 100-yard games since Joseph Adai did it in 2006. And um, the first time three tight ends scored in a game ever in the NFL. That was a record. And yeah. uh, Dude, the first catch, I was like, where did this guy come Mo from? Mo Alley oh Cox, God, basketball player. It just was nuts. Odell Beckham catch. Loved it. Um, and, then, uh, and then to boot, uh, you know, pun intended, uh, Adam Vinatieri broke the record on you. So yeah. the Raiders just. Uh, it was a big week for the Colts. Yeah. 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 Well, the, somebody's got to get some glory. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I I am giving you shit, but man, it was just it was good to see the Colts play well. It was a fun game for three quarters. There's a lot of healthy players right now, so there's a few injuries. Tyreek Hill went out uh, last week in the fourth quarter with a. 
groin. 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 See, I'm going to record it. I'm going to do it this week, and then we'll have it for next week. Because there will be somebody with a I groin injury gr- next week. Groin. 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 Okay. Groin. <laughs> so um, Tyreek Hill is questionable this week. Maybe a good bump for uh, Sammy Watkins. Although, um, you know, one of those guys is going to see Denzel Ward, who's been a very good shutdown rookie quarterback, cornerback uh, for uh, the Browns. And uh, so – my thinking is people that are going to get really excited if Tyreek Hill sits that are Sammy Watkins owners might be disappointed because that means he's going to see a lot of Denzel Ward. So I think that Watkins actually has a better value if, if Hill plays and plays as a decoy maybe. Sammy Watkins one of my sell-high candidates. So There you go. Is he really? Yeah, because he's, he's only had a couple really good games. Um, yeah. I've got him in a couple leagues, and he's barely startable some weeks, or then he just gets 30 points. Yeah, like um, last week. So, spoiler alert, that's a sell-high candidate coming up. <laughs> yeah. um, Spoiling your own thing. You're stepping on your own segment. Um, if Jared Cook sits again, I mean, Latavius Murray has 24 for 155 and you 1. Dalvin Cook. Uh, oh, yeah, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, he's got that hamstring. <laughs> yeah. If Dalvin Cook sits again, Latavius Murray has 24 for 155 and 1, 15 for 69 and 2, 13 for 56 and 1 in his last three games. I want one more game out of him. I've, I've got him in my standard uh, two quarterback league, twelve team league, and uh, I told everybody to draft this guy, and and now I've got something to hang my hat on because, uh, you know, he's had three very very good weeks. Um, I think Cook sits again. I really do. Um, um, these hamstrings are troublesome. Um, Royce Freeman and Sony Michelle are both still questionable. I don't think those guys will play this week. So um, another big boost for James White and uh, Philip Lindsay, who both had great games last week. Um, Chris Thompson has a ribs issue. So um, I just want to take this opportunity to say that I was wrong about Adrian Peterson. You asked on the show early in the season, is Adrian Peterson, is he still a thing? And I said, no. I answered really quickly. Um, I said, no, absolutely not. I said, he's got maybe two or 350-yard games in him, but he's aging. He doesn't have it anymore. And, like, wow, man. That guy – he had a 38-yard touchdown run last week. He had a 70-yard touchdown catch, I think, last week or something. I it mean, was something where crazy. it did it did kind of like a play across the bottom of the board, saying that he's like, I think he's tied for first or second in um, career 60-yard runs or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's he's just a beast. So I was definitely wrong about Adrian Peterson, and, and people that drafted him in the 12th, 13th round are really happy right now. Um, before we finish the news, I just want to say I tweeted this out earlier. I think right now is the opportunity if you're a Kareem Hunt or uh, or Todd Gurley owner to go out and pick up Spencer Ware or or Malcolm Brown, one of the backups. Because if you have one of those guys, you're probably very competitive and you're probably looking to make the playoffs or maybe even have a bye week. And the only thing that could really derail your season right now is one of those guys getting hurt. I hope to God neither one of those guys get hurt. I want them to see uh, keep them uh, seeing them play. But somebody on Twitter said, well, why? And and maybe they were thinking, like, why? Are you, you got some insider knowledge that these guys are hurt? And I just said, no, but those two guys we know are going to get the lion's share of the work if if either one of those guys would go down. Spencer Ware would get all of the out. work. Um, yeah, and then later on in the season, we're going to talk about this later, too. You know, if Todd Gurley sits, you know, later on in the season, you've got Malcolm Brown. So I, I say that, if, especially if you've got room on your bench, Pick up their backups. Pick up Spencer Ware. Pick up Malcolm Brown. Yeah, pick up your handcuffs. I'm not a big handcuff guy, but, but these are two must handcuffs. I mean, especially because if you've got those guys, you're more than likely trying to make a run. And that's what I'm saying. That's the only you, thing that could fuck up them, your run right done. now is one of those guys going down, and then you'll 
if you don't have the waiver priority and somebody else picks them up, you're done. Right so, on. okay, we're good. <clears throat> I appreciate those news and notes, man. I while I'm looking at the uh, next thing that we get to, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Smiley. Apparently, it's his 21st birthday. Oh, yes. So Jackson said to uh, give a quick plug to Smiley. We appreciate his work he's done for the Juice in the Morning and Polly Sleepers podcast. And just uh, don't drink too many, man. Derek Walter. uh, We always say Smiley, so we should say his name once in a while. Derek Walter is 21. So happy 21st, man. I just cracked a beer. and uh, I'll take one as well just for for solidarity. I don't think Smiley really drinks too much, but I don't know. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) All right. So uh, we're going to get into uh, Jax's uh, normal segment right here, but uh, Polly's going to lead it for us money we're yeah gonna, we're gonna we're gonna start winning some money so we keep saying it some of the people that listen are listening for the season long. Some are listening for DraftKings. Some are listening for both. Our cash lineup hit last week. And is I, mean, I think that, what is it, five out of six? Or no? Uh, six out of eight. We've only had one. I thought it was only one week that we didn't have No, it. six out of eight. Okay, but He's still, hit. That's that, I mean, if you're talking about betting like yeah. numbers, that's yeah. way better than what you had ever asked for. What's bringing you down is the money I bet on tournaments and lose. <laughs> That's all right. That happens. So I decided this week. we got to win some eventually. I love one lineup this week for tournaments, so I'm just going to play one lineup for you. And that way, if it doesn't hit um, and Jackson's hits like it usually does, you'll make a lot more. There but you go. he's also winning. Like He's playing NBA now. So I just noticed. I was like, are you betting and winning on NBA? He was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm throwing some stuff out there. So. Um, I'm just giving him the keys to the car, and he can go ahead and uh, win me some money. Just wait till NASCAR comes around, because he, <laughs> he like smashes on NASCAR more than anything. But we did hit last week, so congratulations, Jax. He can't make it tonight, but um, he did send me his write-up, and this will be on polysleepers.com uh, soon, along with uh, my tournament plays. And I just have one big tournament play I'll talk about in a minute. But uh, for quarterbacks this week, surprise, surprise, it's Cam Newton. And uh, there's another guy I listen to a lot, Adam Zedfeld, and he said, you know, Cam Newton is just such a great play because he's him and Deshaun Watson are the one guys that really have a 30 point ceiling or more every week. And it's because they run the ball so much. So he plays against the Bucks, and they are like just last in everything. They've got uh, dead last in DVP versus the pass. Um, they've allowed less than 400 yards total offense just once this season. Jesus. Cam has gone for 24 points or more in three straight difficult matchups, Washington, Baltimore, Philly. So now his, is his chance to break out. I think it's a great play right here. Um, in 11 career games versus Tampa, Cam's rushed for nine touchdowns. So that's you know a little shy of one rushing touchdown a game. He did have a rushing touchdown last week. And that's why you like Cam is just that, that solid rushing floor. So at $6,600 on DraftKings, that's a great play. Um, he's a lock at quarterback this week for cash. I think you could play him in tournaments as well. Um, also consider Jared Goff, uh, same price as he was last week, 6000 and he had 303 touchdowns last week. So I think they should have priced him up, and they didn't. And then Ryan Fitzmagic is $5,500 on DraftKings this week. Um, he plays Carolina, which isn't the greatest matchup, but earlier in the season when he was playing, he played through any matchup, and he was just balling out You know, four to six touchdowns a game, 400 yards a game. So... I think the a good tournament play would be uh, would be Ryan Fitzpatrick as well, but we're going. Somebody's going to uh, snag him, and then they're going to win. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and and the week one, the millionaire maker was a Ryan Fitzpatrick stack. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna play cash uh, cash uh, games with Cam Newton this week. Um, running back once again, Kareem Hunt. Um, he's priced up a little bit, but the Browns D is twenty fifth DVP versus the run, and fifteenth versus pass catching running backs. And um, Kareem Hunt, the owners were you know saying a lot about him not getting any targets in the passing game but he's getting six targets now in the game in his pa- uh, in the passing game so his you know that's what you want is your back that's catching passes right. um he ranks third among running backs with red zone touches at 25 and uh the past four games hunt's just gone off 32 points 37 points 20 points 17 points and they're road favorites. So I usually like the the home favorites, but if you've got a solid road favorite, that's not a bad play either. So we're going to play a lot of Cream Hunt, and I love Cream Hunt, so I've got no problem with that play. He's $7,700 on DraftKings. <clears throat> and then uh, wide receiver, Adam Thielen. Yep. I mean, you can't fade him. He's $8,900. Um, Lions rank 30th in DVPs versus wide receiver ones. Also, Stefan Diggs was held out of practice today. Um, I didn't mention that in the news because it came out, I think, after I typed this up. But he's got a ribs issue, core issue. It's a new injury. We've talked about this before. If there's a new injury that pops up in the middle of the week, that's when you got to get concerned because it's something that happened in practice. Did you post some sort of stat about Thielen where, like, on Twitter where he's, like, got, I think, I don't know. I can't remember. It's, like, yards or receptions or something like that but he's like on pace to like double the people that were like the leaders for like the last few years that was my hot take last week yeah that's right is that he is on pace to break uh, marvin harrison's reception record right yeah and he's already like way over that pace like yeah now. well also what uh what jesus is referring to is a retweet that i had where he was talking about <clears throat> um his stats right now would have made him like wide receiver 12 last year yeah for the whole year. for the whole year <laughs> Um, so yeah, he's a, he's just a smash play every week. Um, they is are, he number uh, one. He is number one. Yeah, right? still. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Adam Thielen is the play. Um, they uh, he's got a fifty one percent advantage on the wide receiver cornerback matchups. He's five inches taller than the guy that's going to be checking him, and uh, especially if, if Diggs sits. I mean, Jesus, it, it, it's like what I was talking about earlier. Like, if this guy could have any more value, he gets like 16 targets a game, which is insane. <laughs> but he might even have more value. So we got to get him in the cash games. Um, one thing that Jackson mentioned to me today was he said, you know, one of those two weeks that we missed is when he faded Thielen to put in Ezekiel Elliott. And he's yeah. like, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. Um, so also considering at uh, wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Cooper Cup, who I love, uh, Devin Funches, and he likes Josh Doxson this week for his matchup. Um, also considering for running back Alvin Kamara, who I love, Adrian Peterson, who we already talked about, and Latavius Murray, especially if Cook sits. Um, and then at tight end, uh, Greg Olson is in a great matchup this week, 4700 bucks. Um, Bucks are 26th uh, versus uh, tight ends. I mean, the Bucks are basically like the last or near last in everything. So you could start your start all your guys against any, the Bucks. Any anybody you want to start against them is just absolutely load them up. Yeah, um, he's um, averaged 30 routes run per game since his return. He has a 54% uh, matchup on Pro Pro Football Focus on the tight end matchup uh, chart, which is the best matchup of the week. Um, he also likes Kelsey, who I think he could play every week. OJ Howard and uh, Mark Andrews, who I think is 
Baltimore Ravens, um, mm-hmm. and that that would be a cheap play. Um, defense, he's going to be rolling with the Chicago Bears versus the Buffalo Bills. We already talked about that, 4100 bucks. I don't like the max out, though. Um, well, he, he may be back, may but play. he sat out last week, so you have to monitor that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's saying that Matt Barkley's already the backup, and uh, he averages an interception one out of every 15 times he throws it. So <laughs> that's pretty bad. Um, I think that's Nate, impressive. I think Nate Peterman is even worse than that. The Bears yeah. are uh, – <laughs> The Bears are in a smash spot this week. Also, um, he likes the Panthers' D and uh, the Redskins' D. Um, so those are our core plays. Every week we just kind of pick one from every position, and we'll put our player pool up on the website so you guys can make your own lineups. But these are when we talk about these core plays, it's like these are guys that are going to be in all of our lineups, and we might vary it a little bit from there. Um, so there's one tournament play that I love this week, and it's just speaking to me so much um, because of the unbelievable ceiling that this play has. And there's some rookie and young wide receivers that are in great spots this week that are all really cheap that are going to allow to do that allow us to do this. So, what do you think about starting Juice in a tournament? Patrick Mahomes, Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara, and Todd Gurley all in the same lineup. Are you pretty happy about that? Yeah. Like, I mean, is that a possibility? It is, because DJ Moore, who um, is, is going to be a big pickup this week, um, um, he started in place of Torrey Smith. He's a rookie for Carolina, and he smashed last week. He's only 4300 bucks. Mm-hmm. David Moore uh, for Seattle, who scored four touchdowns in the last three weeks, has a soft matchup against the Chargers. He's 3900 bucks. Cortland Sutton, who is now their number two and is going to get a bunch more looks in Denver, is 3900 bucks. And then I don't know who I'm going to play at tight end right now. I've got Austin Hooper in there because he's you know had some good games. But is Doyle price too high? Um, well, they're on a buy. Oh yeah, yeah. God. Colts fan. See, throwing it off. <laughs> <laughs> but because there's just all these great smash plays in the thirty nine hundred to forty three hundred dollar range, we could play all these other, and we could play with the four in the middle and kind of mix and match. But I really like these guys. But I mean, the idea of playing Mahomes, Hunt, Kamara, and Gurley in a lineup. And I posted on Twitter, I said, I'm going to fit these guys in a lineup. And everybody was like, okay, I'd like to see that. And then I posted it. And uh, that one guy, have you seen that Hilo Pyrodactyl guy that I tweet? He was like, that's actually not bad. So um, that's all I'm doing this week. I'm not going to lose you anything more than five bucks. I've already put it in. I'm pumped. Um, So that's uh, DraftKings, guys. If you have any DraftKings questions, you can go to at Sleepers, DM me. I I prefer a tweet. That way, if other people have similar questions, we can answer it for the crowd. You can kind of do a little uh, thread. Some people like DMs because it's a little bit more personalized and uh, whatever. And Pauly's DMs are always open. (laughs) I don't see. I don't know what that means. Is that <laughs> so, like slide into my D? What, what is, is this okay, shit, so, man? I'm, I'm so, like, so, I've been on Twitter for two months, guys. Your, your okay, DMs so. are always open. Means that you're always open to people sliding in there to try to hook up with you. Oh, like, have you ever so heard? So it's this? a sex. Yes. Yeah, so have you ever heard the shoot okay. your shoot your shot thing? Where uh, like no. So there's a gif that like is a guy. I think it's Steph Curry shooting from like the three point line, and it's a it's a little like text box uh, basically like an iPhone text box and it says hey and he's shooting it and it's like swishing through the net because that's how people slide into the DM they they send that gif and it's like hey and then you just start your conversation with whatever woman it is or girl or whatever you're at I don't know guy maybe I don't <laughs> yeah. know, whatever you're trying to do alright well thank you I needed that I, I just like I, and, I, I, I had no idea what that meant are you going to do listener league stuff and it's all money money 
Um, no, I think the next thing we're going to do first was buy low, sell high with John, and then I'll get into the Listener League right after that. Okay. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Everything died in the house. I'm, I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. <laughs> Who are you dropping, or who we do? What are we doing? Buying low, selling high. What are we doing, John? Okay, so um, selling high. I already kind of mentioned it. Sammy Watkins is my sell. One of my sell high um, candidates. He's coming off of a big game. Um, he has a few tough matchups coming up. He's got the. Uh, he's got Cleveland this week, which he'll probably draw Denzel Ward, like you said, if Tyreek Hill's out. Then against Arizona, um, he could get Patrick Peterson. I don't know if Tyreek Hill's out yeah. again. He'll he'll draw Patrick Peterson. Then he's got the Rams. Um, then he still has a bye week to come, and that's not until week twelve. So that's like right before the playoffs. Um, and then he's got Baltimore in the middle of the playoffs, and the and uh, Seattle the last week. Which I mean, that's not a terrible matchup, but um, you know you expect Tyreek Hill to come back and you know take those targets again. He and he's not been consistent, so. If you got somebody in your league desperate for a wide receiver, they see the twenty-seven points he just put up. You know that that's probably a good, good sell-high candidate right there. Um, my next one is Adrian Peterson um, because he he has had three games within the twenty-point range, but everything else has been like single digits. So um, he's very inconsistent as well. Um, I think you can sell him high. Um, he right after. Paulie was giving him all that praise. Yeah, you know, I know. You're gonna sell him I high. <laughs> I already had him on my list. I mean, <laughs> he's just he's too inconsistent for me. If I if I had him on my team, I wouldn't want to keep starting him when he could come out and have a five point game for right, me. And like, right, right. especially down the stretch here, like you need you need producers in your lineup. So if you can sell him for you know like uh, um, Odell Beckham or someone like that, like uh, Keenan Allen, you know, I think that's a good I think that's a good trade off. Uh, right on. So those are two of my sell high candidates, my buy low candidates. Let me pull them up real quick. Buy low, I have Golden Tate as a buy low. Um, I think that you know he he's he's on a, a buy week this week, but he was uh, he was just getting faded out in in Detroit. He wasn't part of the game plan anymore. I think that. Um, no, no bye week this week. They have a, He has his next. Detroit has their bye week like the week after next. They play this week. Golden Tate. Oh no, with the with Eagles. Philly, yeah. Yeah. See, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> but then he does have another bye week like the week after that because the Eagles have not had their bye week yet. No, their bye week is this week. Philadelphia is bye this week. week. So yeah. this is Golden Tate's second bye week. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Golden all right, Tate. I finally just got there. Yeah. Sorry. That's all right. So. Um, you can probably get him this week. People are probably going to be unsure on his role within the Eagles. Um, you know, we could probably get him on the cheap. I think that's a, a good one to buy low. And then the other one I'm looking at is um, Brandon Cooks. He didn't have a great game last week. Um, Cooper Cup is going to be back, but, I mean, Brandon Cooks has still been a solid producer, and he has favorable matchups coming down the end. He's got Kansas City. Um, he's got Detroit, um, and then he's got Philadelphia and Arizona. Um, Arizona has only got Patrick Peterson, so he's going to be covering 
either Robert Woods or Cooper Cup. Yeah, how many so. how many Rams players? I mean, re- receivers are viable options. Three. I mean, there's that's a good amount. Three. Yeah, Three. but is it going to yeah. be one of those where you're? Are they all going to score? Always. Like, it do, it seems like like none of them ever none of them ever like shit the bad right yeah so it's, it's just crazy that they can sustain three it's not wide like receivers. How Detroit you know? used to be where one of them would blow up and you didn't know which one, but Golden Tate kind of had a you know pretty solid baseline. These guys all have a very solid baseline. Yeah. Um, aside from like last week, shout out to Jari Anders, uh, Alexander for shutting down Brandon Cooks. Yeah. And I would definitely be scared if your number one wide receiver is going up against Green Bay here. I posted something on Twitter the other day. I mean, Julio Jones has a matchup against him soon. Um, Golden Tate or Alshon Jeffrey, whoever he covers. Allen Robinson. Um, Jari Alexander, the rookie cornerback for Green Bay, is coming into his own, and he is 4-3 fast, so he kept up with Cooks. But anyway, we were talking about those guys. But, yeah, no, you can play all of them any week. It's absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. So those are my uh, two by-low candidates, um, Brandon Cooks and Golden Tate. My sell-high candidates were Adrian Peterson and Sammy Watkins. Nice. Right on. Well, <clears throat> if people are looking to make some trades, they're good to go. Yeah, and your trade deadline might be coming up, uh, just depending on how your league yeah. goes. I've got, I'm have got i in a league that their trade deadline is this week. I'm in a few leagues that are it's 11 or 12. I think in the Juice in the Morning League, it's week 11. Some don't have any. Like in my Keeper League, there's no there's no, no trade, trade deadline. deadline. But most leagues will have a trade deadline. So, um, And that's to prevent collusion. The, uh, yes. ESPN Fantasy Leagues, are their base – trade deadline is this week so oh, okay yeah so that's why my elmo league is like that because they've never changed the like default yeah. settings on anything <laughs> um yeah. i still love them though but um at some point we're gonna is this gonna be the point where we splice in the interview probably yeah we'll put it in and then uh like right after we'll we'll do the rundown so yeah we'll, it's beginning put in it's right gonna now. be happening right now and it was a great interview so all right, Polly Sleepers fans, we have a very exciting guest this week. I am totally jacked. It is Nate Hamilton uh, at Dominate FF on uh, Twitter, and uh, he works for and writes for my favorite, as you know, the fantasy footballers. Uh, Nate, thanks for being on the show. Oh, of course, man. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. It's a great Twitter handle, Dominate Fantasy Football. I like that a lot. So how, how are you doing this year? <laughs> Um, fantastic, actually. Well, it's funny that you asked me that question right after week eight because I'm in 13 <laughs> leagues. Oh, wow. And, and eight of them are head-to-head, and I lost seven of eight head-to-head matchups <laughs> this week. So uh, pretty bad this week, but uh, I've, all in all, uh, for the whole season, I'm doing pretty good, actually. So that was one of the things I wanted to ask you. I told you I asked all my guests, you know, how many leagues are you in and how many is the right amount? And to be honest, this is I've, the first time I've ever talked to anybody that does a head-to-head league. How does that work? Yeah, well, well head-to-head is, no, it just means um, it's, I'm trying to differ, uh, differentiate uh, between head-to-head and like a, a roto. So like a roto league is just points. You only count points. Head-to-head means you do matchups. Oh, one, okay. Which is that's like the typical way of of doing it. So oh, okay. So that's that's what we do too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Yeah. So how many is too many? Is thirteen too many? <laughs> yeah. I mean that'd be yeah, way too many for myself. <laughs> I'm in six, and uh, yeah. I I think the right amount is three or four, and also I think that it depends on how much free time you have, which I don't yeah. know how much you have. I mean you get got, got a lot on your plate, but can I do can, not. Can you be <laughs> competitive? Can you be competitive in that many leagues? I can. T- I'll tell you right now, it's a. Uh, last year I was in 11 and I said I was going to cut back 
<laughs> and that di- that didn't work out, obviously. So, but I agree with you. That I think I think three or four leagues is probably the best number if you really want to fully dedicate yourself to those leagues. Because I, one thing I didn't think of, and, and the problem is, is I I get invited into all expert leagues now, so it's like it's hard for me to say no to those things. You there know? you go. So it makes it di- it makes it difficult. That's what um, a lot of these guys say. We've had Bronco Becca on here at Joey Bag mm-hmm. of Donuts, uh, Jim Jacks uh, from Jim yeah. Jacks, and and they all say the same thing. And it's it's kind of what I said too. Is I wanted to do three, and then I got invited to this one, and then Jim was like, yeah, and then my work, you know, asked me, and then my family yeah. was doing one, and then before, he, and then you know, Bron- you know, Becca said I'm I'm writing for this website now, so they wanted me to be in their experts league, and then it just kind of snowballs, and that's how we end up in too many damn leagues. Exactly. It's too rough. It's like, it's like, well, what happens is like, so, you know, like I said, I'm in 13 leagues, and it really hit me when the first week waiver wire happened, <laughs> and I was just like, uh, I need like two hours to sit down and go through every <laughs> one of my leagues, and I have, you know, I have a wife, a three-and-a-half-year-old three son, and you know a full-time gig as well so it's right. like i am i am like to the max right like, i'm definitely going to cut my leagues in half next year <laughs> right well that's what you keep saying i know i know <laughs> it's know. it's one of those things where you <clears throat> you think you think that you can keep up with it you think there's 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 no way that i'm going to let any of these slide i'm only in 3 leagues and i know that i've let the listener league slide a little bit because i know that i'm not very competitive in our listener league but i'm mm-hmm. trying to keep up on it so how do you what do you do to uh, kind of try to keep up with those? Uh, well, I mean, I, I just I'm on my phone constantly, like you know, whether it be at work, when uh, at home, when I have a, a second to myself, uh, you know, when my wife and son go to bed, I stay up a little later to kind of take care of all that stuff. And um, yeah, it's definitely a full time job, and it's uh, for, as, as for as many leagues as I have, I truly am going to cut back next year. There's other, there, I don't just do. I just, just don't do fantasy leagues, you know. As you guys know, I I write for the fantasy footballers. I have you know my own podcast with the Fantasy Tilt podcast with uh, Keaton Denley, who's another writer for the fantasy footballers. So it's just like I'm very busy with other things as well with fantasy football. Right. So you know, being in too many leagues, I, I really am going to cut back next year. Um, tell us about how you got hooked up with the fo- uh, footballers and and what exactly you do for them uh, on your uh, target report. Sure, yeah. I, I, well, so it was like about three years ago, I, I reached out to uh, Jason Moore and I had showed him my site, dominatefantasy.com. And at that time, you know, I was writing for my own site and he read a few of my articles and he reached back out to me and said, hey, you know what? Anybody that, you know, can convince me, you know, of – like he was big on Doug Baldwin. And I explained how he probably wasn't going to have a good year. And this was like three years ago. And he said – after he read that, he was kind of swaying back to my end. He said anybody that can do that um, is definitely going to be on the team. Wow. So, uh, you know, I was I was on from that point on. So the question would be, was that a Doug Baldwin good year or bad year? <laughs> I think it was the middle of the road. Okay. (laughs) Okay. But, um, that's, that's awesome, man. I I love the footballers. They are the reason why I do this. If, if, you know, my uh, followers on Twitter and people that listen Mm -hmm. to our show, 
I reference them all the time. They're literally literally why I do this because there's so much out there that's boring in, in my opinion. And yeah. and they are not only great analysts, but they're just so entertaining. And one day I was just like, you know, I think I could do this. I think I could do this better than a lot of these guys out there. And uh, sure. th- they're kind of what I aspire to be. And I always, you know, I always at them uh, on Twitter. I reference them on the podcast. And um, that's be honest why I reached out to you because I saw that you had an affiliation with them and I just wanted to kind of just touch just a little bit of that that franchise um yeah I mean they're they're a good group of guys you know obviously we've we've hung out uh quite a bit over the last three years and uh you know I've seen them at uh conventions and outside of uh fantasy football stuff as well and you know they're just they're awesome guys you know just like you hear them on on the show they're no different in person nice they Um, seem like pretty chill guys and uh and um just you know all family men with kids and Mm -hmm. you know if one of them's not on the show it's because they're all down in disney world and uh (laughs) right exactly um i'd love to be there sometime i mean i i've their roots was just doing a podcast for their own league and they kind of grew from there um so i I love that um that's that's awesome um i read i read your article about Devontae adams that you linked Mm -hmm. me to um and uh, that was really good. That was very, very good. And that's, I mean, you seeing new opportunities is, is, you know, is something that we need to pay attention to fantasy football. And there was a lot today with um, breaking news. Demarius Thomas traded to the uh, <laughs> traded to the Texans, and Golden mm-hmm. Tate traded to the Eagles. Today was a Definitely. huge day. Yeah, it was just. Yes, I mean, as as I'm scrolling through Twitter, and I'm like. That guy's here. That guy, what? And like, I was I trying know. to like keep keep up with it the whole time, and like, I was tweeting Polly, and I was like, "Well, it sucks because Polly's probably already seen this for like the last ten minutes, so it's not new to him." But he's right. not as excited as I am. I mean, I was just so excited about today, and it's it takes me back to my days when I used to play video game Madden. Like, I would be like, "Dude, I need the update. I want to see how all these teams play <laughs> right. on the video game." So, I, right. I just it was an exciting day. I love this. I I don't think it's been this exciting in past years. No, I mean, there were three number one wide receivers, at least for their teams, um, traded in the last week. So, you know, Amari Cooper, De- uh, Demarius Thomas, and Golden Tate. So, yeah, definitely a lot of movement uh, before the trade deadline today. So that was exciting stuff. So we were going to talk about pickups for this week. Um, starting with the trades, is there anybody you see that uh, needs to be picked up off the waiver wire that's, you know, going to get more opportunity because of these trades? Uh, Cortland Sutton uh, from the Denver Broncos. He, I met him at the uh, National Fantasy Football Convention back in July. Nice. And he was just the most down to earth guy. He was he was really cool. He took the time with everybody. He didn't care how long his line was. He talked to everybody. And uh, you know, one thing that I talked to him about was just like, hey, you know, good luck to you. And I say to all the players, like, yeah, you know, I say, stay safe or, or nice. you know, stay healthy. And he's like, that's exactly what it's all about. He's like, you get it, you know. And so I've been kind of rooting for him all nice. this time. I love that. And of course, you know, with Marius Thomas heading out, I think Cortland Sutton was obviously a big reason for that. Um, I think they're ready to, you know, uh, give him the opportunity. And he's he's definitely got the talent. So uh, I would I would pick him up. He's a must-own in every 
uh, format. That's a great pickup. I'll be interested to hear. The one thing about our podcast is we record on Wednesday after waivers have cleared. So I always do my mm-hmm. pickups based on you know the percentage of ownership after waivers clears. He's like ten. Yep. He's like ten percent owned right now. <laughs> so I I'm hoping that he's still fifty or less next um, tomorrow because really if they get over fifty percent owned, I don't talk to him about talk about them being a pickup. But that's yep. an excellent pickup. I mean, he's been getting about the same amount of um, um, snaps as uh, Demarius Thomas and a lot of red zone looks. Um, so oh, yeah. I, I like that one a lot. I mean, he's a he, he's a great pickup, definitely. Um, who else uh, do you think? Like in in Detroit, here's my theory on the Detroit, Nate. Let's see what mm-hmm. you think. Sure. With, with Tate leaving and his 27% market share leaving, maybe this is just what I want to happen because I'm a huge on Johnson truther like your, you know, Jason Moore. Um, yeah. I, I I hope that they're going to put uh, Riddick in the slot and and feature Carryon Johnson. I think he's a feature back, and, and um, otherwise, I don't really know who their other wide receiver would be to even fill in that slot. Is there anybody there that's relevant? You think? Well, I mean, Kenny Galladay. A lot of people were worried about him after last week that he had a down week, but he immediately comes back into that conversation of you know it's going to be him and Marvin Jones. Um, so if Kenny Galladay was dropped in your league last week, he's going to be on waivers. So he's, he's a must own. Well, uh, Juice uh, right actually now. just <laughs> traded Kenny Galladay. He got, he got a little duped <laughs> yesterday. Um, there you go. somebody in our league saw the Tate rumors yep. and figured that Tate would probably get traded and traded, um, Juice, Jordy Nelson for Kenny Galladay. And now he's, uh, praising Smart. his, his move. So all I'm hoping for is, uh, Kenny Galladay to just, uh, you know, not do well. That's that's yeah. all I'm hoping for. That's all I'm well, hoping he, for. Like I'm I'm rooting heavily against him, and I don't really even care that much about the Lions, and I don't really care that yeah. much about the team that actually ended up getting him. I'm just hoping that he sucks because I don't want to look like the fool. I want to be like, of oh course. yeah, Jordy Nelson, two <laughs> touchdowns next week, right. perfect. Yeah, well, I hate to tell you, you know, obviously volume is king in fantasy football. So, you know, with Tate leaving, he was the number one guy. He was the number one target. Uh, and you got you know double digit targets mo- in most weeks, so uh, they have to go somewhere. And unfortunately for you, uh, a lot of them will go to Kenny Galladay. That's a so. huge bump to Galladay, and I would say that maybe Marvin Jones is more available on waivers. Yeah, he, yeah, he could be because he had that big week, but he hadn't done anything since then. So um, very true. Yep. When you do your target report, are are you specifying like catchable targets? Like, how does that break down? Uh, so basically, I go through each week, and I, you know, um, I use a tool that will tell me who got so many targets each week, and I'll just I'll pick you know seven to ten players to feature in the article, and it could be you know somebody who got a crazy amount of targets that you wouldn't expect, or you know the opposite direction, someone who didn't get as many targets as you would expect. And I kind of just break down, you know, hey, is it is it an outlier? What does it mean this week? What does it mean going forward? Um, so that's basically how I break it down. Now, obviously, targets don't always translate to production. You know, you can get targeted eight times and only have right. two receptions. Right. So it's it's. But there's one thing that people always look at. They only look at, oh, he only had 34 yards. They don't look at, wow, he had so much opportunity. So if he continues getting that. The, there's no way he's staying at that yardage total. You know, the more opportunity you get in football, 
obviously the more chances you get to uh, produce a lot more, right. especially for fantasy football. You get so, that positive regression, which I think the footballers yes. kind of they they started the whole positive. I, I never heard that term before, mm-hmm. and it's something that um, Jackson Mears, who's uh, since we're recording this uh, predetermined, he's not with us, but he'll be with us tomorrow. He does the DFS with me, DraftKings, yeah. and we are always obviously looking heavily at targets because you could see gems on you know guys that aren't um, very expensive on DraftKings, but they've been getting eight nine ten targets it's like okay that's the guy to play this week because he's getting the looks and you can kind of predict a breakout that way um who else do you like this week as pickups that might be you know um on the on the waiver wires that's uh good to plug in and play this week sure uh a wide receiver for me is uh danny amendola He's, he's averaged about eight targets per game the last three weeks with Brock Osweiler. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds crazy to even like no. praise Brock Osweiler, but you know, <laughs> he has he had zoned in on Danny Amendola, and he faces the New York Giants defense, who's given up the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers this week. So Amendola's been productive, and I... I I featured him as a as a must start last week, and he didn't get the t- he didn't get the uh, fantasy points the way I expected. He threw a touchdown pass, <laughs> but uh, he's still he was he's heavily involved in that offense right now, and he's a very reliable, um, safe floor wide receiver at he's the moment. Always been a good PPR guy, and that's that's yeah. uh, that's interesting. He was definitely not on my radar. Are you I? I'm not a Devonte Parker guy. I, I really talk a lot of trash about him, and it's not because he's not talented. I mean, he he showed last week that he is talented. It's just his inability to stay on the field. Yes. Um, is he going to be a big pickup this week? I mean, he's widely available. Absolutely. I mean, anytime a player performs the way he did, over 100 yards receiving in a you know um, prime time game where you know the whole world is watching, uh, you better believe he's going to get have a heavy. Uh, you know, pick up this week. So he's one of those guys that has a lot of truthers that's been waiting and waiting, and waiting for a breakout. I'm just wondering if this is an outlier game because that's, yep. that's the reason why there's so much continued buzz on this guy after years and years is he does have some breakout games that makes you go, wow, this guy is really good. And then he just kind of disappears or he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, there's somebody else that I have really been looking at the last couple days is DJ Moore. Have you looked into this uh, uh, rookie in uh, in uh, Carolina? Do you like him this week? Oh, for sure. Um, you know, I think last week was a, a pretty predictable uh, good week for him. I think he ended up with 90 yards uh, on on the day, and it was it, it was a small note that no one really would pay attention to typically. But Torrey Smith wasn't going to be playing. Yes, and you know you take you take any target shares away. Anytime you see that, you're thinking next man up. Who's going to step up this time? And they did. They chose to feature DJ Moore, and they did that. You know, right after the bye. And I, I'm I'm thinking for Carolina, they're going to want to feature him going forward because clearly he showed that he can he can handle the workload. He was actually my number one wide receiver. Um, uh, I did a you know. Uh, um, for fantasy football, my own rankings on my website, uh, polysleepers.com, shameless plug. Um, <laughs> and he was my number one ranked uh, rookie wide receiver, and uh, they used him in the running game a little bit too. My my concern is, okay, is Torrey Smith going to come back and is he going to go back into you know irrelevance? I would think not since he showed that with the you know time on the field he can be impactful. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And, and when they showed that they wanted to hand him the ball as well, that just means right. they want to get the ball into the, you know, a talented player's hands. And, you know, there are quite a bit of mouth, 
mouths to feed in in that offense. But um, you know, this week especially against Tampa Bay, one there of the worst go. defenses in the league, you know, you're going to score big with almost anybody you pick up for for uh, Carolina. So DJ Moore is definitely a good pickup this week. There you go, uh, and that's that's the matchup for me. When I tell somebody, hey, this is my pickup stream of the week, I want somebody to be able to pick them up and put them in and get points. Right. And my hit percentage has been very good this year on, you know, pickups of the week. I mean, earlier in the year, we had some, you know, possible league win- winners, James Conner, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Philip Lindsay, um, Mitch okay. Trubisky, you know. Um, so I want to be able to tell people, hey, pick up DJ Moore and have them, you know, be able to count on him. And that Tampa Bay matchup is huge. Um, are there any other wide receivers that we haven't talked about that you think are, are viable? Uh, wide receivers, I think those are pretty much the top guys this week. Okay, um, I'm having, I'm struggling with running back. I mean, what do you got, man? I'm struggling. Running back, that's the problem. It's a, it's slim pickings for running backs, and that's why I'm I'm kind of a proponent for the zero wide receiver uh, strategy. Yes, so I, like to, I like to get my running backs early because this is exactly it. You can always go through any any week of the season. And pick up a wide receiver that's going to get you double-digit fantasy points that week. Yes, you cannot say the same for running backs for the most part. I like However, you even more now, Nate. I don't know if you saw my tweet, <laughs> but a couple weeks ago I said I think zero RB is dead, and I put the like the GIF of the Grim Reaper because <laughs> <laughs> um, there were so many people this year that I, I was surprised at how many people were still talking about it this year. But I think it is officially dead. And thank you so much for for mentioning that because in no my problem. leagues well, hey, I go me- I go running back heavy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, do do me a favor when you when you get a second. It's just Google zero wide receiver and spell it out. Yeah. Z e r o wide receiver. Spell it out. Google that, and then tell me what the first uh, article is that you see. Nice. Uh, nice. I'll, I'll move on. I'll move on. Very so, very G- nice. For me, running back Jalen Rashard this this week. Um, he's has thirty four targets in the last five weeks. Sixteen targets in his last two. Um, I'm not somebody who's usually into those pass catching, um, backs, but you know he's turned it into some pretty good uh, production. He's got an expanded role now that uh, Marshawn Lynch is out, and he's going against San Francisco. He's given up the 12th most fancy points to running backs. So nice. I like Jalen Rashad this week. You could throw in Doug Martin as well, but uh, I would I would rather have the uh, pass catching ability from Jalen Rashad than uh, you know what could be a dud from, from nice. Doug Martin. Well, we're definitely on the same page because Jalen Richard was my pickup, believe it or not, not last week, but the week before that when mm-hmm. when um, news of – that's just when they were talking about um, Marshawn Lynch maybe needing surgery and missing three or four games. Right. Um, I said, go pick this guy up. And he's on pace for 89 catches, which is amazing. Um, there was right. another tweet I did the other day because one of my hot takes, uh, like three weeks ago, one of my we do a se- segment at the end of our show. We do hot takes, and one of my hot takes was that three running backs would catch ninety balls this year, and one of them would catch over a hundred. And it's a pretty hot take because only six running backs have ever caught over ninety balls in the, in the yeah. modern era. But Saquon Barkley is on pace for one hundred and eighteen. And yep. Alvin Kamara is on pace for 107. And uh, James White is on pace for 110. <sighs> and Jalen Richard is on pace for 90. And I think that his pace will pick up, whereas you know some of these guys might lose a little bit. I think yes. that that hot take's pretty hot. So I, I love that pickup, Jalen Richard. Nobody's picking him up yet. I, I He was, no. again, my pickup this week because no one picked him up. And he got 14 PPR points. I mean, if, if you that's your flex play... 
yeah. you're doing pretty good. So I love that. What do you think about Aaron Jones is 49% owned right now? And does he get an uptick because Mark, Ty Montgomery usually gets six or seven carries and he just got traded to the Ravens? Yes. I mean, again, it's it's the whole next man up mentality. And, and maybe after the last showing that uh, Aaron Jones had, um, they, they realized, okay, you know, maybe we do need to give this guy a little bit more, uh, you know, volume. Because I think that was the issues. I feel like Aaron Jones was the most talented back of the three back there. Um, but the problem is, you know, you want that running back that's going to be in a Green Bay Packers offense because they're going to get plenty of opportunities to score. The problem is they were divvying it up between everybody and you had no idea who it was going to be. The usage. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, you eliminate one of those guys, you know, Aaron Jones is the guy to own in that backfield and he's going to get, you know, a, a major um, uptick in his his volume hopefully they'll finally you know because sometimes they'll just disappear they'll give him six or seven uh, you know touches and it's like what are you doing he right. averages two more yards per carry than jamal williams right that's exactly. just absolutely amazing is there any other running backs because i'm tapped out after jalen richard and aaron jones is there anybody else out there that that we're missing oh man if you're completely def- uh, desperate it's frank Gore, just because he's I, just I am that desperate and i have continuously him on my team. yeah i mean he's just getting touches and you know he's not pretty with it but he'll get you something that's you know better than taking a complete dud he's not going to be a complete dud for you but he's not going to do anything that's nice. going to wow you either nice well we're based out of indy most of us are colts fans so you're not going to have to you know um convince these colts fans too much to pick up frank gore they'll go pick his ass up <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. because we right. know that he is just an absolute just timeless just the godfather mm-hmm. of, of of running backs so just uh and the, being healthy when we talk about staying safe and being healthy the guy's exactly. just the guy just doesn't ever seem to get hurt um right what about tight ends this week i did with last week i said uh and last week was such Njuku. a bad week for tight. Yeah, I, no, he was he was owned too much. I said Uzuma and oh, Vance yeah, yeah, McDonald, yeah. and oh, Uzuma no. got zero, and Vance McDonald got like eight, which was okay for last week. I mean, Trey Burton got two, and uh, Jimmy Graham got two. Uzuma got zero. Njoku got zero. It was just a horrible week for tight ends. Uh, who are we streaming this week? I mean, it's a horrible week for tight ends every week. <laughs> I mean, right? You know, I. It was. It was. I think we were like uh, five weeks in, and I tweeted something out about Jesse James. I don't know if you remember him. He's one of the tight ends. For yes, the, the outlaw. And yeah, it, so I said he had like a total of like thirty-three yards and no touchdowns the last three weeks, and he's still a, a tight end one. You know, and that was just wow. goes to show you how bad th- that position is this this year. But if you want, man, I, I think there's just one guy honestly that I would recommend. Uh, for this week, and it's Jeff Swaim from the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, uh, yeah, he's been pretty safe. He's going up against Tennessee, that which is not a great matchup, but it's prime time at home for Dallas, and I just think this is going to be you know a, a game in Dallas's favor, which will open things up for for Swaim. But uh, you know, again, you know, you're looking at you know 25 yards, 21 yards, but he had 55 in there, 47, 39 touchdown. He's capable of having a game. It's just, you know, when we're talking about waiver wire, there's really nobody out there. Right. Uh, you don't like Jason Jack Moore's guy? Buy, but what's up? You don't like Jason Moore's guy? Oh, Ed Dixon? Uh-huh. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> I mean. Is he the only, is he on an island? Like, they don't even, they just go right past it. They don't even talk about it anymore. When he talks about Ed Dixon, they're just like, they're just like, they're like, come on, man. He's like. I would say, I would say he is on an island just because no one really 
cares that much about you know the depth of a tight end position. You know, <laughs> right. I mean, you know, unfortunately, I think that's going to be the next position eliminated in in fancy sports so oh i'm i'm down for it because in my main leagues yeah. there's no defense and no kickers anymore so let's get the tight ends out of there too that's right um, yeah I'm in, I'm in a bunch of those leagues yeah yep. um i'm saying i think vance mcdonald uh, is a good uh is a good stream this week and um yep. i would take a flyer on ed dixon actually there's a league where i'm gonna be uh, i've got a deep 14 team league that's uh no flex standard it's just such a tough league and and i've I tried to cover uh, Ertz's buy with somebody. I can't remember who it was. Yep. He got hurt, so I, I've got to I've got to take a flyer. But I don't know. Maybe I'll just go ahead and take Swain because I know he is out there too, and, and see if uh, see if Nate can get me uh, some points there. Um, All right. So you know what? I will I will suggest somebody, but it's not going to be for this week because they're on a buy. It's going to be Jack Doyle. Um, oh yeah. I, I was very excited for this guy before the season, and I I was having him. He was a top five option for me. Um, and obviously he just came back last week and Eric Ebron has been killing it there. However, Ebron had his lowest target total of the season. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, oh, wait, we just uh, decided that this guy hasn't been the number two fucking tight end in in the NFL. He had six receptions on seven targets, Jack Doyle, I mean, for 70 yards and a touchdown. So he's back at it, man. I would pick him up because a lot of people won't want to pick him up during his bye week. For a stash. See, yeah, believe it or not, I'm in leagues where he was started last week because, like I said, we're an indie. Yeah. Um, oh, so well, there you go. It's yeah. it's tough, but I, I totally agree. And, and it's like crazy because um, Ebron was thriving when Doyle was in there, but he was only getting 30% of the snaps. And right. Doyle was getting like 80. And now we're back to that same situation. I didn't realize that he was the least amount this year, but he – he did get a touchdown again. Is is Ebron still viable because of that red zone usage? Because it looks to me like, I mean, I went to training camp this year, and every time you saw Ebron, it was on those fade routes in the end zone. So it looked like they were going to really feature him in the end zone. Is he still going to be able to do what he does, or is he going to fall off now with Doyle? In no, there? he's he's not going to do it at the level he was because I mean the volume obviously was giving him plenty of opportunity to score, to gain yards. If he, if you take his target volume from ten down to three. I mean, right. that's, he's going to leave you with a lot of duds. Yeah, that's, he's just going to sure. become touchdown dependent. So, would you say like yep. huge, you know, like you know, sell high candidate, especially since he still scored? Yes. So on paper, he looks great. Yep, one hundred percent. He's high. the epitome of a sell high. Um, we haven't talked quarterbacks. Um, are, is there magic happening again? Of course, of course, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, man. Uh, he's you know, I tweeted something out that he played just over one quarter last week, and he finished with more fancy points than Drew Brees, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Big Ben, Tom Brady. I mean, you know, it, it's it is it's Fitz magic, Fitz magic, and you gotta get him. Uh, because he just and what he does too is he opens up the field for everybody in that offense. So um, you know, get all you Tampa Bay players. <laughs> so he's the, he. I mean, I I would say he's the number one pickup, and I caught so much flack on Twitter um, at the beginning of the season when I said mm. that he's going to keep the job when Winston comes back, and he did for that Bears game, but then. Winston came back so um, but I, there's like an almost equal sample size now of Fitzmagic has like five less attempts and if you look mm-hmm. at them right side by side I don't know if you've seen these stats but it's amazing like more touchdowns less interceptions more yards per target more yards per game um, yeah. there's just like just so much better I mean they talked about it on the footballers I listened to half the show on the way over to Justin's mm-hmm. and and Jason said um, they said you know does he start the week after next and Jason said yeah I think he's starting in eight weeks I think he's starting the rest of the year 
I, I think so too. But it, you know, they're they're not like the best organization. So <laughs> all it takes is maybe a game and a half of poor performance from Fitzmagic, and then we're looking at Winston again. I mean, I think they could easily shuffle them back and forth, and which is not going to be good for the team. It's not going to be good for you know anybody in that situation so yeah they need to stick with somebody and go with it yeah, i mean uh, exactly. Fitzpatrick, he's the pickup of the week what if if you you know you're worried that somebody's going to get him you put in multiple claims who's that next guy that you would stream this week at quarterback well for me i think it's uh joe flacco um okay sound, sounds a little crazy no 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 my buddy picked him up a couple weeks ago because he had a good matchup and he kept him for yep. this week because uh because of this uh, matchup so um um shout out to josh miller he's been stashing this guy he's like dating back to week 10 of last year he's very consistent <laughs> yeah oh no absolutely he's very he's very safe okay and he's gonna, he's gonna be against pittsburgh in baltimore and you know their their pittsburgh's offense is enough and i know baltimore ravens have the best defense in the league but pittsburgh offense can move the ball uh move the chains enough where joe flacco is going to have to keep you know playing catch up with with these guys so um i'm really liking this matchup for flacco and i right think on. uh he can beat pittsburgh deep and uh he can he can score a couple uh big touchdowns in this one i like all that but i can also see that being like just a 12 to 9 just you know yeah. divisional grinded divisional game. game it exactly. could go that way too um i i like um Derek carr this week has a great matchup yeah, absolutely um yep. so and uh i think that he's kind of opened up to you know throwing to different people and brandon the fell came out of nowhere last week and did great um so um i think that Derek carr is a good pickup too yeah Derek carr going against san francisco who's given up the six most fantasy points to the quarterback position yes. so you know he's turning things around there too and you know he doesn't have to force feed the ball to amari cooper anymore so um, you know, on the other token, if you're you're really desperate, um, it's Dak Prescott. Um, again, going yes. back to that, Thank that you. Yeah. game, because now he does have Amari Cooper, and they're gonna want him to get the ball because they just gave up a first round pick for him. And uh, you know, he 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 shows that he he could be mobile, and it's you know again a Monday night game at home. I think the Cowboys are just going to roll over the Titans in that game. So I like that. The Titans have been horrible, and I'm 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 so mm-hmm. anti-Titan this year. And I I probably had Derrick Henry and, and Corey Davis ranked lower than anybody. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I hang my hat on that all the time. I mean, I acknowledge my misses, but I mean that's one of the hits that I made was you know this isn't happening. Um, but right. I'm glad you brought that up because last week uh, when I do my you know pickups and drops, I also do a stash segment. I said stash Dak Prescott. Because of his being his rushing, he's rushing more now, and he's got two rushing touchdowns the last two weeks. That was way before that Amari Cooper news. So now I'm thinking I'm going to talk about it tomorrow and be like, hey, I hope you stash Dak Prescott because his value just went way up now with Amari Cooper. I saw an interesting stat. Um, Derek Carr is bottom three in the league throwing into tight windows, and Dak Prescott is top three in the league throwing into tight (laughs) windows. And that's where Amari Cooper makes his hay. There you go. Um, be- perfect. Before we wrap up, um, I wanted to um, give you a chance to talk about um, where people can find your target report and the footballers, your fantasy tilt pod, just uh, your your Twitter handle. Just throw all your shout outs there. Sure, absolutely. So you know, I 
I'm the founder of DominateFantasy.com. I've got my own writing staff there now, too, so you can go and check that out. I'm on Twitter constantly at DominateFF. And again, I do. I write for the fantasy footballers. Um, I write various articles, but usually during the season, it's weekly. So every every Wednesday, you can see my target report. Um, Excellent. On there. So yeah, check them out. Awesome. Also, uh, I, I did do the Google search, and if you type in zero wide receiver, I think it's an article by uh, a, a gentleman named uh, Nate. <laughs> Nate, Nate Hamilton? <laughs> Nate, Nate Hamilton. That's, that's, that'd be me, yep. No, I, I think that's awesome. You're at the top of the page there, brother. So that's a that's a great and, – and the thing is, is what's so funny about that, just real quick, that strategy. I'm sorry if I'm like – Sure, you know, sure. No, go ahead. Um, <clears throat> I have always been the guy that took running back, running back the first two rounds, and I've been really bad the past three years. This year yep. I switched it up – or not the past three years um, – three years prior to last year. And last year I took Gurley and somebody else in the first two rounds and then ended up, or I took Gurley and I think Ingram. And then I ended up picking up Kamara later down the road. So I had Gurley, Kamara and Ingram. And then I also wow. had Adam Thielen. So like that, those four players pretty much won me my league. No kidding. <clears throat> then, since I've been getting the shit from my friends for so long, like I've yeah. like, man, I need to get like a, a top tier wide receiver. And in most of my leagues, I took two top wide receivers right off the bat. And then I took a top quarterback and I'm pretty much last place in most leagues. So you guys can tell that, that, uh, the zero wide receiver strategy might be some way, to, uh, a way to go. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I, I appreciate that article. And now I'm going to look at it next year. <laughs> we need to continue this relationship because we think alike. Um, yes. and, and that is, I've always been a big proponent of that. And I, I've made some, you know, pretty strong takes on Twitter about it, you know, the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. And, and I'm on a, I'm in a Twitter league. It's the called the, uh, not quite apex league. It's like a, you know, not quite experts league, um, doing, I'm in second place in that league. And, um, you know, there was a lot, a couple guys that were like, Oh, you know, and they drafted all these wide receivers and now they're screwed. Um, and, um, I think that the running backs always have trade value too, you know, because like you said, I mean, you could, you can go pick up a wide receiver off the waiver wire anytime. So I will read that article when I get home. That is fantastic that that's yeah, the first thing that, that pops that, up. That's from, that's from August. That's from preseason 2017. Awesome. Well, hopefully if these, uh, zero running back guys go away, that that'll, that'll start taking off some more. Um, that's right. I really appreciate you being on where I think we're right at the time that we were hitting for like 25 yeah, minutes um this way you can go i know you're going to write your uh, target article yes, tonight and you're going to do your pod- yeah. podcast tonight but yes. um hey I'm, i've been enjoying following you on twitter and please you know do the same for me and uh you of know course. when jim jacks was on here he said something that really hit us was hey i want to go to the top and i want to take all you guys with me so Amen. you know everybody yes. that i've been associated with uh, i i want to you know help them out and uh, you know, um, like Bronco Becca, she writes articles, um, and uh, and and just you know, trying to all you know this community that we've uh, that we're in here. I, I think that's one of the most important things to do. One hundred percent agree. I mean, I, I'm with you on that. And you know, um, anything you guys ever need, just reach out. You know, I'm, I'm always available on Twitter, and you know, I'd love to be on again so awesome uh, thanks for having me. we'd love to have you and and i'll tell you what i need right now i'm gonna ask you i'm just gonna ask you right now (laughs) you go right i I need i need to meet those guys (laughs) easy enough yeah yeah i need to meet those guys i would i would not uh, trust me i would dial it back because i'm sure you're thinking this guy's gonna just like go giddy like a schoolgirl, and i'll want to but i'll dial it back um but if you could make that intro happen uh that that would be eternally grateful 
Oh, so easy to happen, you know. You know, we could, yeah, we'll t- we'll talk about that off. Awesome, oh, yeah, right. sounds awesome. great. Well, guys. thanks for being on. Good uh, good luck this week, and we'd love to have you on again. And I really appreciate it. Again, it's a uh, it's uh, Nate Hamilton at Dominate FF on Twitter, Fantasy Tilt Podcast, and the Targets Report for the Footballers. Thanks a lot, man. Awesome, man. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. All right, we're back from the interview. <laughs> All right, we're good, back. It was a fantastic interview. Thank you for uh, joining us, Dominate fantasy football um, nate, nate hamilton was hamilton a great interview was a great guy. um I, I think i Hilarious. kept up with him he was yeah he was uh, knowledgeable he was fun um obviously knows his fantasy football shit i think i kept I think up he was with surprised him well. i think he was surprised by a couple of your takes so uh, yeah i hope hopefully he just uh, dm me and said are are we like when are you posting it and i said well we're live right now and then we'll spice it'll, you in yeah, and we'll post it'll it later get, so it'll get posted um, later tonight but i was just so excited to just uh have uh, something from the you know fantasy footballers and we're gonna and, have to meet him since yeah. he said it was easy to easily done. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's in Mass. the The uh, zip code was, or the area code was from Boston, Massachusetts. Okay, so, I think he's, so he's, he's a mass hole. But what we need to do, <laughs> <laughs> what we need to do is is sponsor a Juice in the Morning Poly Sleepers, like next year for one of these geeked up fantasy football conventions. We need to go to one where the fantasy footballs are there and, and meet I, all these guys. And, and make I've sure got that a mobile recorder, so we can talk to him. Yeah. So all right, so we're gonna do the uh, fantasy football, the Juice in the Morning Poly Sleepers run. All right, there was a lot of points scored this week, but not by Juice in the Morning's team. He played uh, Trade Happy Wilson, which he's going to have to change his name to second place in the league, Wilson. Uh, He won 101-80 to against Juice in the Morning. We got Gert Squirt going for the uh, top score of the week, but he fell short to Dylan Bolden at 168-129 to against the Jersey Shore Rejects. He's got the only he's got a tie. What's up with the ties? I didn't know we had ties. All right, 168 to 129 with Jersey Shore Rejects. Mahomes in his neighborhood 158 and Polly Sleepers falling again 109 to 158. 2 and 2 and 6. How are you feeling about that over there? Uh I I I do I do fantasy football well in other <laughs> In other, in other places. Leagues, yeah, so. yeah, I promise. So I I'm, can provide proof. I'm going to need about Trey Fitty is the top scorer of the week at 173. He beat Brian Titus's team that we talked a lot about last week at 140. So good try, Brian, but uh, you're still at the bottom of the league. You're tied with me in the score. Uh, we've got Antonio Brown's Hot Pocket winning a big one over Josh Miller, 127 to 99. And that is this week's scores. So me, you, and Josh kind of fell short this week a little bit. And um, we also had a contest this week sponsored by Wilson. And that's for, what I was uh, talking about, the top score of the week. Yeah, so the top score of the week, that was uh, that was Dylan. Dylan, man, he's winning everything. He's 8-0. Yeah. He's 8-0. He's he just score won of the, the week. ESPN. He, he got that uh, top of score of the week on the Monday night game Yeah, with the Patriots defense, correct? Yeah, he did. He did because uh, he, he made a great call with the Patriots defense. And uh, he's been rolling with Mitch Trubisky, who's been balling out. But the guy's 8-0, and then he won the special midseason prize that Wilson uh, was nice enough to sponsor. He's got a year subscription to ESPN, the magazine. Yeah, and the only thing that he didn't have going for him, he was one point away from having the top scorer out of the league, like the individual player. Gert Squirt had the top scorer, Deshaun Watson. So he had nice. 38 points. He had a, he came out firing because he had Deshaun Watson. I want to say he had Deshaun Watson, and um, he had three Texans players. Probably Will Fuller. Yeah, I think he had De- no. He had DeAndre Hopkins, De- Deshaun Watson, and where is it? Um, I can't find. I don't. 
Why can't I see it? He had good players. Yeah, but basically that he had, went off. He had three players in that Thursday night game, and he had like I think seventy eight points going into the weekend. From Which three usually players. Thursday players don't give you all that. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that dude's dominating this league, man. Uh, somebody's going to need to uh, knock him out of the playoffs. And uh, <laughs> Wilson definitely posted on the uh, live Twitter feed as well. Make me some trade offers. So <laughs> yeah, he's dying to trade. <laughs> he's, he's, he's he tried uh, to trade me Carlos Hyde, who's not even like doing anything anymore for somebody good i was like god i can't do it man like yeah. i need something better than that so so instead of hot takes this week we're actually doing uh something that Polly came up with which is our uh, scary it's it's uh very very uh timely since it's halloween we're going to be doing our scary takes for either the future of our fantasy situation our team or everybody in the league of the week Ooh, and we're just, gonna, we're just gonna have it going in the background spooky all right, so uh, Paul, do you want to start us off with your scary take, or would you like me to just jump right into my rant? Scary music, there, man. This is spooky. This is this is going to be frightening for Todd Gurley owners. Okay, <laughs> just this is going to scare the shit out of you. What if the Rams get locked everything up and rest Todd Gurley week sixteen? You're in your championship week, and Todd Gurley's on your bench, and he's not playing. It's terrifying. If they beat the Saints this week, they will have a well over 50% chance of having everything locked up by week 16. They rest their starters last year uh, when they were locked up. They didn't play any of their starters in the preseason. They love not playing their starters when they don't need to. Todd Gurley has a bye week week 12. The last bye week is week 12 for the uh, uh, Rams and the Chiefs. Then they have, uh, you know, you've got... uh, uh, your last week, week 13, maybe a bye week. If you have Todd Gurley, you might have a bye week, week 14. Week 15, you roll him out, he wins your game, he does his normal thing, and then then they're locked up and they rest all their starters. So In what your are, championship game. What are you going to do? you got to pick up that guy that you talked about. you got to pick up Malcolm Brown or maybe think about trading him for a King's Ransom. I've actually got a Twitter poll going right now, and uh, we'll uh, post the results next week because I put it going for the whole week. Considering this possibility, do you trade him for a king's ransom? Do you just say, nah, fuck it, I'm going to roll with him? Or do you consider maybe trading him? The other option would be just picking up Malcolm Brown, and uh, I I think that's probably the best option. He's free right now. But, guys, this could happen. It is a definite possibility. So that's a scary take. John, give us your scary take. Um, my scary take is the haunting of the hamstring. <laughs> I love, I love it. it. I Melvin love it. Gordon with his hamstring sat out last week. I have him on my t- on my team where I am, you know, the top record in the league. And if he goes down, I have no backup running backs to put in for him. So these these hamstring injuries are they're they, haunting me. They linger <laughs> like a cranberry song. Um. You know, you've got Dalvin Cook, who's been out for a long time. You've got uh, Fournette, who's been out for a long time. That's really scary. I know Josh, would that would scare the shit out of him because he's got Melvin yep. Gordon in all his, his, his leagues. Um, I need Melvin Gordon to make it the rest of the year. So. Yeah, well, hopefully they held him out at the right time and it won't linger. But, uh, yeah, that is scary as hell. 
Um, Juice, what's your scary take? So I have a very scary take, and it has to do with a large trade that I made in my <clears throat> my fantasy league that I paid a uh, hundred dollars to be in, and I'm just big I, money, big money. I, and if you win, I mean it's it's a ten team league, so it's a good amount of money. So let me get to let me get to the trade here real quick, so that I can uh, talk about this real quick. Uh, because basically, okay, so <clears throat> all. For a good amount of the year so far, I've been trying to get rid of Gronkowski. I've been trying to trade him to somebody that was willing to um, pick him up. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it um, on the computer because I was going to try to keep this music going while we were doing this, but I might have to cut it off to find it. So, yeah. All right. We're just going to cut this off for a second. Okay. So, the let me get there. But basically, okay, so I have a, I have Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown, and a gentleman offered me a trade for Rob Gronkowski and Antonio Brown. In my opinion, first off, before I even tell you who I'm getting in this trade, I feel like I'm only losing one player. I feel like I'm only losing Antonio Brown because, in my opinion, if you look at Rob Gronkowski's game log, I think he's had, is it maybe two or three games where he's actually had a yep, game? Like two games. Yeah. An actual game. Like two games. So yeah. so that's where I was like, you know, I'm not really losing a lot with that. But the flip side of that, the losing Antonio Brown is pretty big because Antonio Brown has helped me win some games. Um, let me get there. It's a, Why is it now not? Motherfucker. Uh, but anyways. Do you remember the players? I don't. And I had it. Like, it's, it's not like the trade went through yet. Unless like go to activity. Well, while you're looking at that, Gronk has had one game in the twenties, and then two games in, uh, two games one, oh, one for ten and one for those, eleven. The the league vetoed it because they're a bunch of assholes. They vetoed the trade. They're See, a bunch I of am, assholes. I am not a big believer in the veto unless it's a it's cheating. Okay, so what I what I what he had offered me was John Brown. Wide receiver, Kenyon Drake, Carryon Johnson, and T. Williams, which T. Williams is like a no name to me. Like he's from Tyrell. Tyrell Williams. Tyrell he's Williams. had two big weeks back so, to back weeks. So when I was when I was looking at the trade, everybody on the, the the rest of the league was freaking out because apparently his team has a you know a lot of good players on it. But I'm thinking I'm losing Rob Gronkowski. But once again, I wanted to read you guys my my you needed running backs. My right? running backs are Jalen Richard. Um. That was all I dropped. <laughs> That's such shitty because I, I dropped running backs because I thought that trade was going to go through and then they vetoed it and I didn't know it because I didn't get an alert that it was vetoed. Anyways, now all I have on my on my team is Jalen Richard because I dropped the other guys and picked up other people. Uh, but anyways. Well, man, I'm scared. Yeah, I'm terrified because my team's <laughs> fucked now. So thanks for I'm thanks scared. for vetoing it a bunch um, of pussies because they're scared that another guy is gonna is gonna win their league because they haven't been good enough to actually manage their teams well and beat this guy. Like do that's your, their. Do that's your buddies listen to this podcast? I hope so. I'm okay. scared of Justin right now. Well, I know my buddies <laughs> listen to my podcast, but uh, just to let you know, your buddies are uh, bullshit for vetoing that trade. I'm not saying that it was an awesome trade on your part. You did you did need running backs, but I am a strong proponent of no vetoes. Unless well, if you, if you look at all four cheating. of those, if, if you, you don't at, feel like it's fair, you can't even evaluate that 
for several weeks. I gave, them, had, I gave them all good reasons. I've had so many trades that people thought were lopsided, and two weeks later, it's like, wow, I guess that was a pretty good trade because people get hurt. Yeah. Situations change. I mean, granted... Um, if you look at all four of those players, in the last three to four weeks, all of them have had 20-point games. All of them, at least two times in the last four weeks. Like I said, I'm not saying that it was a fantastic trade by you, but you did need running backs, but I don't veto. I mean, actually, in my main league, there is no veto button. League manager has the only veto, and if it's like so crazy that people... I can't believe they vetoed it. Like I didn't think that that was actually going to happen. Well, but. they obviously thought that you were making that guy too strong, and I don't think that's the reason that why the veto button should be there. But whatever. Uh, no. Anyway, um, we were gonna. So, well, I was gonna be scared about that uh, trade, but apparently it didn't go through. So now I'd be scared that you're running back. Yeah. Is Jalen Richard? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the people that are available at running back. See, and now. They're just a bunch of fucks because then they talk some shit to me about making this unfair as they proceeded to watch me drop all of my running backs to make sure I had room for all of the other players and to pick up a couple of wide receivers off the waiver because I was like, oh, just in case this doesn't work out for me, I'd like to have the uh, the Cortland Sutton and the things like that. So I dropped some running backs to pick up because I thought I was going to get two more plus Jalen Richard. So I was like, oh, we're good. So let's see, let's see who's actually available now because they're probably dickheads enough that they went out and picked up all of the uh, – Available yeah. running backs well, to make sure that I didn't get them. So fuck them, and I'm going to get my money back, and I'm not going to play in this league again. Well, um, I I I wouldn't uh, I, I wouldn't. Austin Eckler is the top running That's back it. available right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, next time this happens, they will the league the ESPN the site will make you drop players because oh, you're I picking I, I was, so don't so I wasn't I, don't do let that. Let me rephrase ahead of time. that. I wasn't dropping them. Like I'm not like getting rid of them completely i was picking up other players no i understand planning on building around that team i understand i understand yeah vetoes are bad so um let's uh finish with uh the drops ats and stash mm-hmm. all right i'm still fired up about he's, that he's fuming guys <laughs> As soon as we're done with this, I'm calling the guy that's the league. Like, oh, you're hot, the man. league commish. Because I did, you're hot. I did not think he and he texted me as like I misinterpreted the text because his text to me was, "Hey, so who would you want off my bench for those guys?" And I was like, "Nobody. I've already got the trade." And then that makes sense now because somebody fucking oh, whatever. Let's let's do the start sitting whatever. <laughs> so stash. we're gonna uh, guys. Juice needs to take a break, man. We're gonna give him a timeout. He just got a trade vetoed, and uh, <sighs> right in the middle of our scary takes. Um, it's scary because it's such a ridiculous move <laughs> by a league. That's that's just such a it's a pussy way of being about. We'll it. Do like an hour. We're just gonna add an hour to our podcast and just rant <laughs> about these guys until they come knocking on your door. Yeah, I hope so. Um, so this week, drop Jameis Winston because um, he's not playing football. And uh, hot take from uh, Paulie Sleepers was that uh, Fitzpatrick's a better quarterback. Everybody on Twitter gave me a lot of shit, but there's an equal sample size now of uh, Fitzpatrick has five less completions than uh, Winston on the year. So it's an all automatically equal sample size. And uh, Fitz has more yards, more yards per throw, more touchdowns, less interceptions. He's just done better with all the weapons that are around him. So this is a boost for uh, Godwin, for Deshaun Jackson, for uh, Mike Evans. And he has a glorious beard. 
and he has a glorious beard. And and a lot of people uh, were able to have a relevant uh, Halloween costume. I, I didn't see that many actually. Yeah. Like it's scrolling through Instagram. You got to watch the footballers okay. Halloween episode because um, uh, Mike Wright uh, did the uh, and he's got the beard anyway. Nice. So Mike Wright did the fits. So drop him. Drop Kenyon Barner. Uh, whoever thought that um, he got picked up in a punch of leagues and he got like point five fantasy points because they the Pats ran. Corderell Patterson a bunch and did not run this Kenyon Barber, which is guy. hilarious. I'm sitting there watching the game, like the game go on my phone on ESPN because I canceled cable and forgot that uh, Monday night games were on ESPN. And so I'm like, all right, whatever, I'll just have that on and we'll watch TV or whatever. <clears throat> and I just kept seeing Cordero Patterson. I was like, I dropped him like three weeks yeah. ago. What the hell's going on? Yeah. I needed three Pats players to combine for 32 points. He didn't do shit, and but they're using him the way that a lot of people thought Minnesota should have used him. Um, getting him open field. Yeah, but he did. He had like 35 yards, but still that, that took away all of Kenyon Barner's uh, value. Derrick Henry, Corey Davis, we say it every week, but they're 60 and 70% owned. Jesus Christ. Get guys. rid of them. These guys are on a horrible team, and they um, – They've each had one good game. Kelvin Benjamin is droppable. Ben Watson and CJ Uzoma bye, who is on a bye. Bye-bye. You're on a bye. Bye-bye. Um, I think Dak is a stash. We'll see what happens with Amari Cooper. I, I don't know if you remember, but last week I said he was a stash, and that's before they got Amari Cooper. I just saw him. He's rushing upside, rushing the ball more, getting rushing touchdowns. And he was a top. He was a number one quarterback a few years ago. He was a QB1. Um, I'm not a huge Dak fan, but I love his upside now if they're going to let him run the ball and if he's going to have a number one wide receiver. And um, like I said last week, he throws into tight windows, and um, and Amari Cooper's great at winning that 50-50 ball. So I, I think that's going to be great for his fantasy value. So I say um, pick up and stash Dak, uh, or uh, I might even play him this week, actually, over, uh, over Derek Carr. I'm not sure. Um, Jack Doyle is a stash, man. He played in a couple leagues this week that I'm in. Like people started him. I mean, this this is in Indianapolis, so this didn't happen anyplace else in the country because everybody else is waiting to see what happened. But um, he was on the field for 80% of the snaps, and uh, Ebron was on the field for like tw- uh, a season high, a season low, 20% of the snaps. He had six catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, I think he had like 18 or 19 um, fantasy football PPR points. So um, Jack Doyle, since he's on a buy, a lot of people probably didn't pick him up. So pick him up. Um, I like Josh Adams maybe as a stash for the Philly uh, running back situation. Um, Wendell Smallwood has been better than Corey Clement, but um, I think Josh Adams is the best running back out of all the bunch. So I say stash him. I I still think Edo Smith is a stash just because Devontae Freeman is down and that team is going to be scoring a bunch of points. Um, So my starts of the week, um, I like uh, actually fits – Patrick is 48% owned right now. I'm surprised he didn't get picked up more. So um, I would pick him up. He's uh, available in half leagues. Um, Derek Carr has a great matchup tomorrow night. Um, He's only owned in 17% of leagues. So either one of those guys you can stream uh, as a quarterback stream. Jalen Richard is still 50% owned, and he's been getting double-digit fantasy football points, and he's on pace to get 89 catches. Um. DJ Moore, who we talked about earlier, is 25% owned. Got a great matchup versus the Bucks, and it looks like Torrey Smith will sit again. Cortland Sutton, after waivers claimed, uh, after waivers cleared, is only 40% owned. I think you need to pick him up. David Moore from Seattle, who has four touchdowns in the last three weeks, is 10% owned. 
I mean, no one's talking about this guy. And I think, you know, if you score four touchdowns in three weeks, and that's not like two and two and zero, that's two and one and one. I mean, he scored a touchdown in every three, in, in every uh, of the three weeks. No one's talking about him. I think he's going way under the radar. Um, I like him as a pickup. Um, got a great matchup with versus the Bolts this week. And then tight ends is so tough, guys. Um, it, it's been it's been hit or miss for everybody this year. But Vance McDonald has a great matchup. He's 48% owned. Uh, Cleveland's not very good. They're kind of a funnel away from the tight end position uh, defense. And then Ed Dixon um, from Seattle that uh, we actually talked about a few weeks ago when he comes back off of IR might be relevant. He came back and he was relevant. He scored and had 50 yards and a score. So he's only 4% owned. So if you need a tight end, you can pick him up. I want to watch what happens with Jordan Thomas in Houston because Ryan Griffin's been hurt. They also kind of held him out last week, coach's decision, and Jordan Thomas had two touchdowns. So I think you could pick him up and play him, and he's owned in 1.5% of leagues. This is how how deep we have to dig here now at Poly Sleepers to give you guys streamable candidates. But um, they're shots in the dark. That's what tight end is this year. But he's got a great matchup versus Denver, 21st DVP versus uh, tight ends. And uh, Ryan Griffin sucks, uh, so I think he's done. I think they like this Jordan Th- uh, Thomas kid. So those are my starts of the week, and uh, we have been hitting pretty good on the starts of the week this year. So uh, we've actually thrown some league winners out there. So hopefully this continues for us, and uh, that's who I would play. And um, that's it for the uh, Drops, Add, and Stash. It was a great week. I thought it was a good podcast. I got a little fired up. I apologize. I, I can't said, wait to hear it once we get the interview in there yeah, and everything. I said and, the uh, F word a couple of times. Well, no. We're getting ready to be there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're getting ready to be done. <laughs> we got done a little bit earlier than usual. So, yeah. Uh, because we had that uh, pre recorded interview. Um, yeah, I once again, trick or treating. Oh, yeah. There right. You go. <laughs> uh, but once again, thank you for following us. Thank you for watching. You can find uh, everything that we've talked about on polysleepers.com. Follow Polly on Twitter, though. I mean, it's a great uh, it's a great advantage for you because you're able to talk to him directly and ask him questions. And he seems like his uh, DMs are always open. And uh, I, don't, I don't. Now think... I know what that means, and I don't. Know <laughs> I don't think if I, I don't think he wants the the. Uh, I'm gonna have to come up with a new term that for that. that yeah, but... but I answer every question, yep. and uh, and most of the people have been pretty happy with the advice. Um, so follow me at, at Polly Sleepers. The PollySleepers.com is pretty much just the DraftKings advice. Yep. Um, and then uh, go to Juice in the Morning, and uh, and there's he's got all kinds of great podcasts. What did you guys have uh, that Sean, Shane Sean Latham from, Sean Latham from, from Barstool chef. Sports, the twenty dollars chef. He was on the last podcast this past week, and he's just a hilarious individual. And he also gave us a lot of good like motivational advice about stuff that you might be starting or creating like this. It's it's a very good listen. Nice, and it was a very good conversation. So. Nice. Well, I know that um, some of my p- people at work that have gotten in are listening to your stuff more than me. There's some, yeah, there's a few girls that wanted to support, you know, hey, nice. me and they were like, yeah, we like the sound of your voice. And I was like, thanks, baby. Hey, thank you. Um, but then like now they're like, yeah, I'll be honest with you. We, we listen to the juice stuff more. It's just, it's just more stuff that we like or and whatever. It, and, and I'm like, just, yeah, I'm yeah, cool with that. It's a little bit more pop culture. So that's what my hope is that I bring you fans and you bring me fans. So Absolutely. that's what we're all here for. But uh, thanks for listening and good luck and uh, win your games this week. Yes. Good luck, everybody. And God damn that league. Juice in the morning. Juice in the morning. Juice in the morning. Juice in the morning.
moaning.